Welcome to HivriaCast, the podcast where I, Alad Nehrai, speak with some fascinating and incredible creative Jews. All right, we are here <laughs> with Ali Schwabel. That's right. Did baby. I say it correctly? You did. I did? Oh, thank God. I'm so... It's hard. It's, 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 yeah, it's not spelled that way, and it's like hard to say. Schwabel, Schwabel, <laughs> Schwiebel, Schwiebel, you know. Yeah. So Which I'm, is sad because I used to get offended when people would call me like E Lad and that sort right? of thing, but. I you sound like a superhero, E Lad. <laughs> e Lad. <laughs> I don't know. E Lad, the superhero. Right. My superpower is E, and I'm a little boy, I guess. Is that what it means? E Lad. E Lad. <laughs> no, you know, you sound more like a, like a, like a little iPad back in the day, like a <laughs> 1994 iPad. <laughs> Free the iPad, <laughs> the free iPad, you know. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, it's so good to have you on. Well, listen, man, I'm a big fan of yours. You know that you're you're you've been outspoken for a long time. We'll discuss about what I think about that. <laughs> Why but, does every person I have on want to talk? We're supposed to be talking about you. That's what we're talking about. Well, you know, like it's more about the interview. You know, it's more about you. Actually, is, is it really? Think, of course, of course. I think that it's like. This is a relationship, man. This is not Ooh. a one way. Of course, this Ooh. is not a. Uh, this never one way. Ever, I love it. Oh, you know? We're getting deep already. This is great, um, dude. <laughs> of course, man. Well, before we get deep, why don't we get deep into who you are? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> who I am, and not get deep. What, what are you, you talking do? about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, you know. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about you know the surfers on the ocean. You Fair know? enough. Fair enough. You know, hey man, what's up, dude? You know, and then you're like, we're talking about the ocean. Ocean man and the right and the depths. You know, like have you heard that psychological theory that people are like onions, you know, and we and have you to peel I'm like right. an onion. But you are like you're like already at the core of the onion. That's what oh, I feel dude, like. I'm yeah. I've I, I think that I think that when you reach to the middle you get to the middle of the onion and you realize that actually you need to put a couple of layers back on. <laughs> right. You're like, I went too deep. This is not good. Maybe I should like put a coat on. Right. Like a, it's a little cold like, out here. It's a, yeah, but... it's a little cold. We should put like a just a couple of layers back on top. They'll be they'll be more settling and be right. able to exist in this world a little easier. I hear you. You know I what I'm saying? You, you got to be careful then, because then you don't want to be, you know, too much of an onion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, because a lot of people do that and then they go too far. Well, I, I think that, I think that, you know, there's a balance between when you, when you've tripped on life and you've tripped on the crazy awesomeness of what it means to be alive and what it means to the, that we're going to die and what it means that, what do you do with all this time and what do you do with the little time we have, um, and then you're like, okay, there's a natural progression of life. Um, I'm supposed to live about 80 years. And I think the balance of 85 years, whatever it is, and I think the balance between like immediacy and, and this natural world order is like where, where the argument lies of how to live. So it's like, okay, I know I'm supposed to live 85 years. I know that I have time to develop certain things and knowing that there's a progression and there's this process and... Understanding all that and weighing all that is, for me, how my process has developed where before I was like, death is immediate. We have to live 100% right now. And then uh -huh. I'm like, no, no, life is immediate Ooh, okay. and not death is immediate. So, like, life is coming at you, you know, and that's 
and there's a certain like surrender in that where I was like, you know, this is what's this is what's coming at me, and you know that's okay, and there's a process, and that's okay, and you know you calm down about the whole thing. I think you know. Wow. Okay. Wow. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> Dude, okay. I'm sorry. We, I, I'm not gonna like, uh, you know. I don't. Small talk doesn't work for me. It's awesome. <laughs> love it. I love it. Do you mind telling the listeners who might not? I'm sure everyone knows who you are. But why do you? No, I'm sure everyone does not know who I am. <laughs> I am a hundred percent positive that most people do not know what the hell is going on in this brain. Right. Um, well, what do you? What do you do? First of all, What's I your... am a. Um, re, at most, like most of my life, I've been making, I've been making Jewish music, and uh, I think that's how I would identify. I would identify as a as somebody that use that has has their main expression being music in this world because that's that's what feels the realest to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the motif I've used for most of my life is the uh, is our biblical and Jewish. Uh, belief. It's kind of yeah. like the Jewish blues, how I would call it. Like oh, yeah. Chazanus is the Jewish blues, you know? It's the wow. Yiddish blues. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the cry. It's the melancholy. It's, uh, wow. you know? And uh, I've been I've been really tapped into that. I grew up, you know, on Billy Joel, Elton John, and as my, uh, and, uh, you know, Peter Cetera, actually, who was my vocal, and who was my vocal genius. They, those were in the secular world who I, mm-hmm. I bowed down to. <laughs> um, George Michael, oh my God, what a vocal! And I'm more of the, I'm on that type of that. That's the track I'm on, you know, musically. Uh, that's that was my upbringing, and obviously my father and my grandfather. Being my father, being founding member of Devakus, which is one of the, you know, the leaders. He's one of the founders of Jewish music in America. I mean, A.B. Wow. Rottenberg. There was a couple of different um, big influences to all the kumzitzes, you know, all the songs being sung at the Kotel right now. For I mean. These are the songs, you know, from the songs of Tveikus and A.B. Rottenberg and my father going to yeshiva with him since he's a kid. And they made a, an album when they were 20 and 18. So, so you've been like, you grew up in like a creative atmosphere. I grew up in a music family. My, mm-hmm. mother, my grandmother sang with Richard Tucker. on. Uh-huh. He's a major opera singer back in the day. And my grandmother sang with him. And my grandfather is a world famous chazan was... Uh-huh. I used to stand next to my grandfather and my father, and we had a choir. And we, uh, on Rosh Hashanah, one of the highlights of my life, actually, standing next to him and being the choir for my grandfather. And now I do it for my father. There's 20 of us surrounding my father, wow. all the Schwabels. And it's really, really something. It's, it's epic. <laughs> there's, no other, there's no other way to say it. Like hundreds of people that know, the chaz, that know every little detail and, and look forward to it and then join into it. It's like mm. music for me is the core of the Jewish experience for me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You're saying for you personally? For me is? personally. Yeah. For me personally. I don't, I don't, I don't, right. I do not. I learned that everybody has their own little thing that gets them uh-huh. but i find for most people that like even people that for example that are going that are not religious anymore that used to be religious what what brings them back what makes them feel something is always the jewish song that mm. like the, the the song is brings them back and the song is what they miss they mm-hmm. miss that connection um 
through the song. It's like, yeah, that's the gateway. What do you think gateway. it is? What's that power of, of music? It's not Jewish. That's the thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is, wow. Okay. Well, please explain that. that okay. Is like the best okay. Thing it's ever. primordial, man. It's, it's the depths of how everything is sound waves. Everything. Everything mm. is, everything is uh, moving and everything is based in sound. Our bodies mm-hmm. are vibrating. That's how the cells are vibrating. Right. Every, sounds are really vibrations that are, are sped, that are sped up or slowed down. So it's really, really all about how fast uh, something is moving. So there's a beat that goes boop, 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 That's how sound is created. It's just beats that are sped up. That's the whole thing. So when somebody is connected to a specific type of beat or specific type of sound from their childhood, whatever that is that's been ingrained in them, that is what they're going to come back to. It's just what it is. And our motif and sound, uh, how would I say it? Like our jukebox, our Jewish jukebox is our Jewish jukebox. And this is what we connect to, whether we like it or not, whatever it is, this is our stuff. Yeah. Somebody's buzzing in. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I used to not see it that way. I used to be a little bit more like stuck in, no, it's because of this and this and this. And now I realize what it really is because you, you go around the world and everybody has their, in India, people are like, oh my God, do you feel this? And I'm going crazy for that music too. And I, and I, you know, I connect to all music. So when I started to realize that music is music and how it's like saying there's Jewish math or there's Jewish uh, science. No, there's science, there's math, there's music. Right. And we take combinations and we use it. It's like a drug. It's more like an ingredient. Wow. So interesting. So how, how does that then can transfer to Jewish identity? If you're saying it's like this primordial thing, yeah. then shouldn't it be connecting them? Like in what sense does it actually connect them to their Jewish identity? It's like saying, um, it's like saying that your, your body is just a body. So like my cells are made up of what they're made up of. Right. So there's, it's kind of like, um, there's, there's, you heard about this DNA that's put on top of, on top of, there's like a little piece of something on top of your DNA. Uh, it's, it's been a while <laughs> since I learned biology. <laughs> no, no, there's like, like it's a new, it's a new oh, study, it's a new, a new thing. There's like I forget what it's called, but uh-huh. basically this stuff is actually ingrained in you, and the memories are uh, the memories are ingrained. So these memories actually become a part of you. So it's not that it's it's there's a natural piece of this of the way that you're born and the and what you're born into, and then there's the then there's the <clears throat> memories, and the memories of your parents and the memories of your grandparents. And they're actually, I believe, I mean, the studies are coming out now, but it, this, is a, this, is who, this is a part of who you are. Right. Um, the same way your parents are a part of who you are. This, this upbringing, nature, nurture, there's a, the, you're asking me that question really. So like, oh, this is not who I am. It's like when you learn to daven, right? Mm-hmm. Is that part of who you are? When you train in that, is that part of who you are? It's not my identity. You're asking a bigger question, I think. You're asking, what does Jewish identity mean? Um, well, you know what? It's funny because I think if anyone's been listening regularly at this point, they're probably sick of me asking this, but we're talking about this. But I am always trying to find the intersection of cr- Jewish, of creativity and, and Judaism and identity, you know? And, um, you know, so what you said, like, really struck a chord with me, uh, no pun intended, that, like, that, that right. <laughs> basically like 
you know, this idea that, oh, this, that music can go deeper than identity in a sense. But at the same time, you're also saying that it brings out identity. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think it's more like, what is that role of creativity in well, our, in our identities as opposed to just identity, you know? Well, I think I'll make a distinction between creativity and expression. Uh-huh. So okay. creativity I, I, and I, this is how loosely defined it. Like, I mean, you'll tell me, oh, that's not what I meant, or that is what I meant. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's the thing. I don't know what I mean. That's like the whole point. Right. Is, uh... So I think that we can make a distinction between creativity, which is trying to take something that, like, we can say, yesh me yesh, yesh me ayin, right? So we can take, okay, here's the Jewish uh, system. This is what we have right now. I want to expound on that. I want to shift that. I want to manipulate that mm-hmm. into a way that feels real to me, mm-hmm. that feels authentic to me as a person and all of my background and all of what, of what I understand and what I am unfolding to be. And then there's an expression of just like a core expression of like, I like to sing, I like to dance. Okay. Um, so I think that there's an intersection between the two, but they're two separate things. So... In, when it comes to Jewish identity or trying to un, or trying to do that, so I think as an expression, we all have certain things that we connect to when we express ourselves with. Like for you, it's writing. Um, mm. It can be about anything. You love to write, right? Mm. You choose to write about something creative in your life that that gives you meaning. Uh-huh. But you can write about you can write a story which is also creative about something else. But when it comes to Jewish identity, I think that you're going to be. Uh, you know, you're going to write to try to develop what that is for you. So what, where does that fall under creativity or, or I think that's more on the creativity angle, right? And then there's expression angle is the writing itself. Like so I'm you're saying, writing. Okay, so expression's like more like the medium. The medium which, and then the okay. message is the creativity, I think. Okay. So right. like what your message is, that's the creation of like, okay, this is not what it is. This is what it is. Or, mm-hmm. you know, let me show you something a little different. Right. Let me take what you know. Let me take what I know. And what I think you, what I, and and let's bring that together in a way that can feel comfortable for you and easy for you to understand. So I get my enjoyment of making an impact, or I am able to impact you in a positive way. Um, You know. Do you feel like it sounds to me like what you're saying? I could be misinterpreting, but it sounds to me like what you're saying is that creativity actually helps us create an identity. Yeah, I think that identity, it's interesting. I told you this before, like I called you up about this. Oh, I, yeah, we have a whole identity. Yeah. This I is mean, why you were, okay. Great. And this is, and this is, and it's interesting because, you know, identity is a scary, identity is a shifty thing because the ego, what identity is, is really like your clothing. And it's like people are so invested in that mm-hmm. as like the be all end all. And actually, like the spiritual paths in general, even the Baal Shem Tov and from to the Buddha to everybody wants to strip ourselves of this uh, thinking, this this type of thinking, Which that, thinking? The, that the identity is the be all end all. Like, no, no, there's something under identity. And that is where there's no identity, mm-hmm. where there's just a release into what you are in the universe or what you are as underneath all of your ideas about who you are as a person. And I think like when we're all so busy obsessing about, well, I think this and I think that, and we're screaming about everything. I'm like, dude, like, no, no, no. 
it's okay. I get it. We have to scream to protect people and people's and and, and rights. Like my friend, my friend Shia says, I am a, uh, actually, I won't. My friend Shia, I'm not going to say who he is, but he, he, he always says that, uh, you know, he says, I'm a liberal. He goes, Ellie, I, you don't get it. Um, I will die if you will mess with someone's rights. Like I, this is, it's a religion. Like mm. I'm a Haredi liberal. Like, <laughs> right. And I'm like, orthodox. yeah, he's, he's like, you don't get it. It's like, mm. and I understand that people are standing up for people's rights. But when people get lost in identity and you talk about, I, I, you, you talk about this a lot. Mm. I'm like, why don't we talk about what's under identity? Like right. what's beneath all that, which is right. the experience of, of being disconnected from that right. versus holding on to this piece that will give me meaning and, 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 uh, and, and, uh, like purpose in this life. Like, no, no, no. There's something underneath that. You know, I mean, I think it's funny that you, I th it's interesting because I feel like, um, Judaism seems to me to find some sort of balance between that. Like I'm saying like, yes, we need to go beyond our identity at the same time. We need clothes right we need to have clothes and um and so for, so for example like one of the things i wonder is how do you as someone who see like you seem to really right now be like really engaged with this idea and i totally identify with it because you know we see it everywhere now like no pun saying, intended <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and uh exactly and i think like you know we see that everywhere definitely but i also think that it's it's easy for us to also then kind of lose ourselves if we go too far into that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I, I the reason I'm asking that is because when we started this discussion, it sounded like you were saying, actually, like creativity is part of our identity. Is part of, you know? So how does how do you reconcile that with like your belief that like you're a Torah Jew or like a, a sorry not Torah you're a you're a Jewish person you have a Jewish neshama. You know, you're saying that like that music brings out your Jewish self. It's like, like food. That's I, identity, right? I, yeah, I would say it's like food. Okay. I would say it's like you need to eat. Like you need this to survive. Mm -hmm. Like you can't get away. You need what it, to survive? Identity. It's like nef It's identity mm -hmm. is like well, how Chabad or you know the Hasidus would call nefesh Bahamas. I and, and like my my there's the nefesh like kiss, which is uh, like kus, <laughs> which is which is like beyond all this stuff. And right. then there's this like. I need to have this clothing. I need to have this, like, I need this identity to right. exist in this world. Otherwise, I'll just be nothing. And there will be no experience. There will be an experience of nothingness, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and we try to get there because that's the ultimate enjoyment of of connection and disconnection at the same time. Right. Disconnected from all the stuff that holds me back. Connected to all the beautiful uh, oneness of this universe as a as a as a you know as an experience but you know you can utilize that experience and then take it into your daily life of who i am where i come from that stuff is all real it's all real it's it's like it's got homer it's got uh you know sorry i don't know if that came through but that's it's it's got it's got you know it's tangible right so the, i think it's all about the balance i really do i i don't think it's uh, i don't think it's one or the other 
Like I said before, when I started this, I was like, sometimes you cut too deep into the onion. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Sometimes you cut too deep and you're like, wait a minute, I do need identity. That's so funny. We had like this exact conversation. We didn't even realize it. Exactly. Exactly. So you cut too deep into the onion and then you're like, wait a minute, I need more layers on here. I need the identity. I need to connect to something. I need, whether I like it or not, it's like you need to eat. Like you need, like this is part of... And it's not, it's, I think it's a good parallel because food actually becomes part of you. So like, uh, you know, it's like, it's a good, it actually becomes you. So, um, I think this is part of, uh, yeah, I think identity is needed and the balance of, you've, you're basically saying though, that you also feel that some people like we're going, we're going in this direction. That's like globalism. I I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I think that. Globalism. It's, yeah, this? it's the world is moving, it's shifting that way. Where people are becoming more. People are more. Are, are, are more. Are more like. Wait a minute. Like where I come from is important, but but really not that important. Like wait uh, a minute. Like there's a whole world here. I'm much more connected to the whole world than I ever was. Um, what does that mean? Like, like what is what what does that mean for my identity? Like what does that mean for for where I am going? Like. What am I unfolding into? What is this globalism? What is this uh, I'm responsible for everyone in the world uh, thing? And I think I think in, in, for, in the Jewish world, I mean, Chabad, I think, does try to do a good job with that by holding on to that identity very strongly and uh, going out there and putting positive messages into the world. I think they do a great job. I also think that for many of us, it's way too invested in identity. Like, you know, it's way too invested in a very strict idea of what identity is. And we're like, okay, wait a minute, that's a little too much. And some of us, it's like, it's amazing. It's great. Yeah, I'm very comfortable doing that. Wonderful, you know? So everybody's got their own needs, you know? It's interesting because I think, like, you, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but I know that for you, you've had, like, an identity shift, I guess I would say, like, in the sense that, at least let's start with, like, as an artist, that you had a, a more specific identity um, that you've kind of evolved in, into something that maybe is less specific, in a sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because you're talking about it on a general level, but I also am wondering how much of this is, like... A personal... You, yeah, personal I, Well, experience. listen, I, I'm talking about my view of all this, so obviously this is personal, like, and this right. is my view. I mean, I'm... So I don't... do you mind, like, sharing how that evolved for you especially as an artist but also as a jewish artist i'm saying right you know? um i think as i evolved um first of all like about seven years ago i uh sorry yeah <laughs> it's people are putting. it's like the gong show you're <laughs> right. done schwabel <laughs> dang get, get off, off the, the stage yeah. get off the stage <laughs> all right boo um i i've always been searching for what my I have been blessed and cursed with having the ability to experience things um, much more vividly than the average person. I think that's what it is. I think I experience um, people, I experience, um, I don't know, I guess all of life, you know, very sensually, very, uh, the aesthetics are very powerful for me, mm-hmm. you know, and that that causes a lot of you know, I, my heart feels everything and I had to learn over time how to manage those experiences. Um, musically, I was always kind of, 
we came out with an album when we were 19 years old as little kids, you know, and we were wildly successful. We sold 50,000 albums of our first Leif Tahar album, which was like, honestly, we became a world worldwide hit right away. And um, we had a specific path um, with my friends, my two best friends that everybody expected of us. And then as I grew and my, I started understanding more and more about music, I thought I, you know, I, I, I thought I was like, cause I kind of made it as a producer to the top of our little industry. I was like, I had this like really, um, arrogant view of myself and, and, and music. And then I met my co-producer about six years ago, seven years ago, my teacher, Asi Specter. And I'll never forget it. I was like, I came to him with my tracks for this, this new album I've been working on, which was my personal album. And He's, he looks at all that and he says, Ellie, this is, you know, this is crap. This is nothing. What are you doing? Well, look at the snare. Look at this drum. What is it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm. And I had a major moment where I was like, oh my God, I know nothing. Like, oh my God. Like in my little world, I know a lot. Oh, so this was like a producer who's in a different a different. World? Yeah, he's, he's an Israeli guy, actually. Just He's uh-huh. a genius. And he showed me uh-huh. how little, as much as I was great in my little world, I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I literally, it was like a breakdown for me. I was like, oh my God, like, wow. I know nothing. And he, one, so, and, uh, so first I was like, what are you talking about? I was fighting it. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I was really holding on to this thing that I am great, right? Because right. you like thought you were already at the top. I thought of. I was at the top. Yeah, what is yeah. he going to teach me? I don't like this music. I don't like that music. I like my music. And were you were you trying to reach a, a broader audience with this album? Is that why yes. you had this producer? Yes, okay. yes, very good. Yes. So that like pushed so you. So that pushed me. I was like, wait a minute. I wanted to see if I could do something beyond my uh, community. Right. And... And so you thought like, okay, I mastered this. I mastered this. Let me just, let me go and, and yeah, yeah, I can do this. I'm sure. And I get <sighs> up there to, to, to uh, you know, I was in the middle, I was almost finished the album. Uh-huh. And I sh- and I go, I just needed keys done, like some key parts. Like right. some, and he's like, and he's like, dude, this is all horrible. <laughs> it sounds like an Israeli critique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's, no he just loves and cares so much like uh-huh. that he's like, right, right. I can't let you uh-huh. think that this is real. Wow. And I was like fighting with him for two days. And then one day I heard him play a snare and it went, poof. and I heard the snare. And all of a sudden I said, I ran upstairs to the studio. I said, what was that? What was that? He goes, ah, you got it. And he cracked my head open and he killed my ego. And then I started becoming teachable. I was like, okay. <laughs> I cried. I literally cried. It was hot. It was like a crazy thing because you're killed. You basically all your your identity as this person right. gets shot. It's all over. Like no, you know, you're starting from the bottom again. Uh-huh. Like because you have some talents, but if you want to really, really, really grow, you gotta like kill the identity. So well. he opened me up to this in the musical world, and I I sat there and I said, "Teach me, please, teach me." What is this? And I started asking questions instead of being stuck in this arrogance. And I think that parallels to my to my religious uh, outlook and how I was mm-hmm. seeing the world and God and religion and these ideas when it kind of all it happened uh, like at same... the same time. Yeah, where I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm no longer holding on to old ideas of what I think 
and what I think I should be or what I think I should, I'm open. Was it because of this? Uh, no, no, no. I think just I think, the... I think they're both. I think they're they happened at the same time. There's like right. it's, it's like, an unfolding. It's like right. it's natural. It's like it has to go there, and it's like you know it's growing. It's like you're pregnant and bust and boom. It's so funny. Yeah, I totally identify with that. Just like it seems to me like a shem does that to us or like it happens all at once kind of you know yeah it's 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 a natural unfolding of the human being yeah it's it's this is what it is like this is you're gonna grow it's like there's no choice of if you're if you're if you're being in touch with yourself you're going to grow and i think one of the cool things about being an artist is that you almost can you have like a uh a physic like almost a living metaphor of what you're going through you know what i'm saying because like Life imitates art, art imitates yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, way. well, you have, like, a recording of what your literal, like, progression. Progression, yeah. And uh, it's and like, really back, cool that you can Yeah, And I, I used to be, like, embarrassed. I used to be embarrassed of what I did in the past. And as I... <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like, everybody, every writer, I'm sure, like, when I wrote that, it was horrible. I didn't know anything. And you look back now. Yeah. And now I look back, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I believe that at that time, that's where I was. And that's, that's beautiful. It was wonderful. Right. Like, you know, it's, I, I heard a great uh, thing about emuna. Faith is omanut, artistry. Oh, wow. Yeah, emuna, omanut. Wow. So it's like artistry is like, is, is the way my Rebbe from uh, Batai and Rav Daniel Katz. So, or, uh, Rav Daniel Kohn, I'm sorry. Because Daniel Katz is a friend of mine. I always get mixed up with the names. Rav Daniel Kohn always told me, he's like, uh, he always talks about these ideas, you know, of mm-hmm. unfolding. I know you did a thing in Batayan, right? Yeah. So I haven't spoken to him in a while, but he was my Rebbe back like a couple of years ago wow. when, and uh, he always speaks about these ideas, about the unfolding of the person and uh, and Amuna. And he, the way he described Omanut is that Omanut is uh, weaving God into your life, mm-hmm. like knowing how to weave Wow. God. So, so what happened in, in terms of your Jewish? Like, so you were saying that while your creative identity was like unfolding, also happened in your Jewish identity. Well, I started to get um, more open to the fact that um, I started getting open to new ideas of what well, what God what, means. Was there? Do you want me to get specific? Well, no. Well, I'm curious what because you're saying like with the musical growth, you had like this guy who. Yeah. challenge you what was it in the in the jewish world that had you it, it more than i think i think rev daniel had a big oh, impact yeah? on me mm-hmm. um in just shifting uh what in shifting what the focus was so like what's the game what's the game of life what's the game of jewish life right what is the game what what is it what, what do we do what's the point right like what's the whole point of this okay now i'm jewish okay now i come from here okay now my name is ellie schwebel i'm jewish um okay what does that mean like, and he's like, he showed me a beautiful uh, way to uh, experience. It's more Hasidic based and more uh, done in. Uh, listen, it's a very, very, very intense view, and I'm very. And for me, it doesn't work to really bring it into this type of life because he's living on a, you know, on a mountaintop. You know what I'm saying? So like tripping out on God all day. For me, I think it's important to have those doses. You know, the doses, but. I think I'm going to have a different way of living. You know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, 
I, I, right. I, my blood is the city. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, right. I can escape it for a little bit, but then I come <laughs> back and I'm like, <laughs> right. you know? it's funny. Yeah. It's like such a it's contrast, a, right? It is. I mean, I, that's, but it makes life, you know, more anxiety filled, but also like more, more exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, otherwise you're like, what do you mean? Okay. So now what? I'm sitting on a mountaintop. Okay. I did it. I, like I'm here and yeah. life is amazing for a week. Two weeks. And then you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, so it's interesting because I, I, I think that a lot of artists and, and it's interesting because I think that this, it totally parallels religious life for a lot of people um, who are like people who make bigger changes within themselves and maybe others would over their, over their lives. Um, in this, I feel like there is a struggle of like, how do we, make that transition with like in a way that's healthy in a way that's like good for us. Like, and I'm saying this as an artist and as a, a, a religious person, like, and I just know, you know, we talked about it a little bit, like as, as I was going through it, as, as, as you were going through it. And like, you know, I think it's a very big, it's it's I I find it actually really fascinating for you especially because you you started at this place of like I'm at the top right like yeah that yeah. doesn't sound like an easy place to transition out of in a way like like in like I think a lot of people when they're confronted with that uh, choose to, I I don't know what the percentage is but I imagine a good chunk of people are like well it's better to be at the top in a, in in this small pond than to be at the bottom over here you yeah. know what I'm saying like. My point being, like, what is it that allowed you to be able to kind of make that transition in a way that, or to even want to make that transition? I think, um, I think the desire for growth and truth. I think that's what it is. I think I just have, it's like my friends always tell me, like, you know, not everybody cares about the truth. Like, not everybody cares about growing. Not everybody cares about like uh, evolving right. like you know people want to be comfortable people want to happy and I think I need some more of that and you know just <laughs> I'm you know I do right. like you know like I, I see that it's kind of like an obsession a little bit in an unhealthy obsession too right like that is, can become an identity yeah that's exactly like right. I'm growing right like, I'm no, always changing yeah. I'm, yeah yeah no no it's like you know like like right. it's you know what I'm saying it's like you gotta temper whatever you are with a little bit of the opposite thing that's what I find like right. If you're a person who's growing and who's like driven to for truth, like you gotta like, you know, smoke weed or whatever. Like just like relax, dude. You know what I'm saying? Just smoke something. You know, dance a little bit. You know, it's not the official position like, of the Hevria. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, just putting a disclaimer out. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah of course. No, no. Have a drink. Oh, because it's legal in the United States, so therefore it's not a thing. The drinking is okay. This, weed this is, is not okay. It's not legal, but the Moshe says it's okay, or he doesn't say because it, it causes horniness and this and that. Whatever. Like, Whatever. Is another, that's another podcast. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude. Okay. You know, you say, it's important. We can't discussion. talk about it. We can't say No, it. we can talk about it. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. I'm messing. So you're saying these guys should, like, basically find the. We need find, to yeah, like, find like, some You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, we li you know, live, you know? And, I, yeah. and that's. 
I think I'm doing more of that now. No question. Just like, more of what? Just enjoying, just not being so into mm. my identity of being an artist, into my identity of being right. this truth seeker. Like, dude, you know, the truth is fluid. Deal with it. Like, just, <laughs> just enjoy life. You know, and I need to temper. I need to. I need that. Some people need to be awoke. You know, wake up. Some people need to like wake up to reality. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think the people that are the truth speakers and the truth are the truth seekers, right? The truth speakers and like people like you. I think I try to say that I'm I'm try to I try to speak the truth as well as an artist and try to give over couched in a hug. That's what I kind of say. It's like you couch. Oh, that's beautiful. You couch the truth in a hug so people can receive it. So you're like, here I'm hugging you. Right. Here's what the reality is. Here's mm-hmm. a hug. Here's reality. It's like a dose. It's like. Spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Spoonful of sugar <laughs> makes the medicine. That's what it is. So uh, as an artist, that's what you try to do, right? You write beautifully. You know, you you write with, uh, yeah. it's easy. To, and it's like, oh, I enjoy this. I enjoy reading this. And all of a sudden you're like, you are stupid. You are close-minded. You know, really. But it's like, you're so close-minded. <laughs> you need to change, you know? And, uh, ah, yes, maybe I do need to change, you know, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, that's fascinating. I mean, I, uh, one of the things I always noticed with my writing was, uh, like I used to, I don't do it as much, but, um, one of the, like for a long time, like my the thing that I was kind of known for was writing personal things and, you know, from, from the perspective of, oh, here's a story about me and what I you know what I kind of got out of it and that sort of stuff and it was funny because a lot of people were like dude what the like you are really like opening up about stuff and it's true like it was very therapeutic but on the other hand one thing that I didn't necessarily always like people weren't always aware of was that one of the things that I had learned from my experience writing was that when I talk about myself it and the issues that I had or have or whatever that's like this access point for people to not feel like I'm going after them. You know what I'm saying? Where I want to change the world in some way. And the things that I'm most aware that need change are through the things I've experienced. So, you know, one thing I could do is just go out and be like, here's an essay about like why you should think this way. But another option is to be like, here's the experience I went through to arrive at that conclusion. And then all of a sudden people are like much more open to that, that, that discussion. So, I think it's, I think that, I think there's something like I was, I think I was talking with Yitzhak Muli about this in our first podcast, just that, that art has this power to like, you know, you're describing it as a hug, but I think no matter what it is, it's something where it just gets deep into your, into someone's brain in a way that nothing else can do, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I think that it's just, um. Well, for me, it's music, but the words, the words, it's all, I think it may, I think it's beauty. I think Uh in the end, it's beauty. I think it's beauty and it's brokenness in the beauty and it's the honesty in the beauty and the beautiful honesty, the beautiful brokenness, broken, beautifully broken. And, and when you're, when you're honest about what you're, what's actually going on inside of you for real and you're authentic about it, people resonate because they, they are opened up to what's going on inside them and what's going on for them. And they identify in their own way with what you're going through um, in their own life. Uh, 
So when you open up, it's dvaram hayyotzim I mean, things that come out of the heart will enter the heart. So if it's coming out of the heart, it's going to enter someone's heart. It's like I always say on stage. I'm like, you know, like sometimes I play covers, I play other things. I'm like, if I love it, you're going to love it. Because that's the, I play what I love because if I love it, you're going to love it. Because if I love it, that means I'm giving it all I got. I'm being open to it and I'm using it as a real mode of expression and an authentic expression. And then it will enter whether you like it or not. <laughs> Meaning, because it's real. It's like, uh, it's it's something that's happening for me. I'm going through, it, you know, it's a great, a great thing. There was a, a guy I produced back in the day, a guy named Zach, Zachariah, Zach Salzberg. Uh, amazing singer songwriter out of uh, out of uh, you know very much like Lady Robin I would say like uh-huh. extremely ridiculous songwriter and lyricist par excellence I mean and I produced him when I was in Israel I was teaching at Eshat Torah back uh, eight years ago seven years ago I got went there as a student and I ended up teaching two 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 uh, months three months later I regret that time but whatever um, <laughs> <laughs> so got stuck in the vortex um, so I. Uh, We're gonna have to have you on again to talk about that. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, so I, I ended up. Thank God, I ended up meeting him, and I learned so much from him musically. Oh my god, he he really started actually my transition musically. What's his name again? Zach Salzberg, Zachariah. Is he still um, doing so? Yeah, on and off. You know, he's uh, he's got a family in Toronto, uh-huh. so not as much. You know, he's working full time. So, but he was so nervous. He did a. I got him on a show in uh, Toronto with a hundred piece orchestra. Oh, wow. And now he's a singer songwriter. never, never performed with more than two pieces. Right. And I got him to sing one of, he's a cancer survivor and he was, it's at the, it's at the high lifeline show with a 100 piece orchestra. Crazy. Mm. And he's sitting there in the backstage. We're sitting there with each other backstage is about to go on. He's sitting there saying to him. <laughs> so I looked at him and I said, Zach, look at me. I held him. I held his head. I held his head. And I said, look at me. Don't daven here, daven out there. I said, forget about, you get it? This is, that is tefillah. What you're doing out there, that's the real deal. That's what people want. They don't want to, and you know, I said the same exact thing, Yonatan Razel, last year at the, at the Hask show, I was performing and he was performing, we performed together. And, and, uh, he was davening also backstage, and I said the exact same thing to him. <laughs> wow. I said, he was sitting there saying, he's like, because he was also his first New York show ever, and it was a Hask, you know, Hask, Hask show, which is like in Lincoln Center, the David Geffen Hall. It's like thousands and thousands of people all dressed to the nines coming for this huge event once a year, you know, and he's here from Israel for the first time ever. And I was like, dude, just be, just, just daven, just daven, let go, mm. you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dive in a bit for us? <laughs> what you do you want to hear? You want to hear something? Something, uh, whatever you want. I mean, I you think know, really I, there's cool. a new song uh, we have. I, I made for the, uh, for the, Frume uh, Chevre. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, no. It's it's like, uh, we came up with a new album called Leif Tahar 5, which is our, I decided that I wanted to spend time with my best friends from childhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh... My little... I gotta tune up for a second. Problem. But, uh... Yeah, I mean... Um, I guess I'll make it a little lower because... I don't want to blow out this entire 
office here. <laughs> no, do like, it. No, no, dude. I think it's... Maybe it'll stop the buzzing. Right? Uh, I and my two best friends, Gotti, childhood best friends, from Leif Tahar when we, when we uh, started. They're like, Ellie, can we do an album? I came up with my solo album, which was more of a... Uh, Very personal album. I have a hard time singing songs from there. Uh-huh. Um, because... Um, I don't know, I just... It's it's like... It was such a painful expression. It's like when you get to go... I have a song that I wrote about Yosef. Um, and it's a really heavy song. And it's like... every I, I had to perform it in front of... I don't know, a thousand people at a show. And, and I literally broke, I was on stage. I broke, I, um, I just couldn't get some words out because it was like, uh, it was like, if I get, if you delve into the song, you're re-experiencing what all those words mean right. and all the musical notes that go along and why you wrote it. And it's like, to disconnect from that is a whole avoid in itself. You know, it's like, I got to just do the song. Like, think of the next, think of the next note, you know? <laughs> wow. But... But here's a song I wrote. I sang this for uh, for a lot of people. I went to the hospital. I sang this song for a couple of people, like different different hospitals. And I sing it for some friends. And now I think it's the most popular song on our new album, Leave to Heart Five. Wow. And I wrote this from a place of like, I'll explain what it is. The, the, the song is called Gamzulatova. Oh, wow. And I was, I was like, what does that mean? Why don't you just uh, translate that for our audience? So Gamzulatova means this too is for the, for the good. Right. So, Gamzula Tova, there's, it's like a, no, there was a story of Nochomish Gamzu. I'm not going to get into the story, but there was a dude who was always like, everything's for the best. And he walked around, no matter what happened, everything's for the best. And it was like a, I think it was like a paradigm shift that, and for me, it was like, I don't think, I think people got into this whole uh, Rastafarian type of concept of what it, don't worry, man, everything's going to be all right, right? <laughs> and I'm saying, you know, it's more of embracing what really happened, what's going on, which is how I wrote the song and more of it used to be like la 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 gamzu litova. That's how we originally wrote it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no man, we gotta embrace the darkness first. Right. And this is a shift of the darkness versus like engage just disengaging. So I said sometimes your world comes crashing down. You ask, why me? Why now? Why now? Your mind is fighting for sanity. All you gotta do is sing. La 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 gamzulitova. 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 And no, it won't always be easy. But this kind of love is worth believing. It's not always peaceful lives we are living. We gotta learn to sing 
la 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 gamzu litova 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 when i wake when i wake when i wake go whoa gamzu litova when i feel like i'm giving up whoa When I wake, when I wake, when I wake up, whoa, comes Ulitova. When I feel like I'm giving up, oh, comes Ulitova. La 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 la, comes Ulitova. La 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 la, comes Ulitova. Yeah, that's. Beautiful. Wow, wow, wow. It's, uh, I, I just want all the listeners to be super jealous that I got to see that <laughs> live. That was great. Good yeah. for you. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I, this song brings hope to people. And I think that's what we try to do as artists is like, um, sometimes it's a simple little ditty. You know, it's like you got to make it. Um, it's like, I think. uh Paul McCartney said or John Lennon it's got to be stupid and simple but brilliant you know like what like it's got to be like stupid it's got to be simple where people can eat it up and but it's got to be something that so you know I try to try to balance the creativity with just giving some 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 people can bite they can eat bite size you know right like oh I can I can receive that you know yeah that's cool. So you kind of really want a message to come out through your music. Yeah, and I think uh I think it's a I think everybody does. I think everybody does. And I think that some people do it in a more direct way and some people do it in a more abstract way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to say something abstract that's and the and and in art we celebrate abstract because if somebody can say something in an abstract way, it's more connected to interpretation by everybody in a billion different ways. And that's more looked up to as like, wow, this is chashivas. This is powerful. Look how abstract this is and how non-confined it is. It's not uh-huh. confined. It's not specific. And when it's not specific, it's uh, it's universal. And when it's universal, it's it's connected to the entire universe and it's powerful. And I think there's some truth in that. I do. And I think that that's probably the, that's where you want to get as an artist. You want to get to the point where it's, there's a universal message that's, that's clear, but not so clear. And (laughs) that makes it even more kind of sexy. I would say like, I think the word, because I think that's what it's like you're trying to do. Like, that's why, I think in in fashion you see the same thing. People are wearing just like ridiculous things that are like trying to say something, and everyone's like, oh, "You're stupid," you know, like stop it. But some people are like, "Wow, you hit it, you nailed it." And when it's, it's when you nail it, um, but for me, uh, I've I'm gonna I'm headed that way to try to universe, try to get more universal. But I, when I have something that's direct and 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 straightforward, and I know I can make an impact. It's like I know that I can say something that will uplift people and. I'm going to throw away 
my desire for growth as a musician and do something that's very specific that I know will help people. Mm-hmm. And I know I can say, I know will be consumed by my crowd. And it works. It worked. We were number one on iTunes for two weeks straight. Um, we sold thousands and thousands of albums already in the first couple of weeks. And we, um, you know, um, we got reorders. We got asked for reorders from the actual people who actually listen to CDs. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. All the mommies put it in their cars. Right. And- and they go, Ellie, my kids love it, and I love it too. I said, yeah. I said, you know, I try to liken the music to Aladdin, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, because Aladdin was for adults, but it was also for kids, you know what I'm saying? It's like those, it's like, you know, you try to say something, right? you know. That's that's so cool. <laughs> and I think that's where, like, that simplicity yeah. is like. Just like something, you know, something clever but simple. It has, it has to be clever, but it has to be simple, and it has to be, like, most people that I talk to, don't know what the hell I'm talking about when I start talking about all this uh, stuff we're talking about. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're we're few and far. We're a community, but we're few and far between in the rest of the world. And if you want to make an impact on people, you have to kind of lower your your ego and just be and just give people hugs. Kind of like just be there for people, and that's kind of um, what what I think you're trying to do. And you're trying to be there for the community of the artists themselves. But I think that as an artist, when you get out there, you try to be there for everybody, you know, and right. whether they think like you or they're able to relate to what you're saying or not. I think the real, it's like um, uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel said, he's like, when I was younger, I used to appreciate people who are really smart. And then when I got older, I realized that I, I, I appreciate people who are really kind, you know, like he changed, he shifted his his way of seeing the world where it's like, no, what's more important is kindness and doing something for someone and everything else is kind of, I don't know use the word, it's masturbatory on a certain level. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it could come to that, you know? So, well, and then there's also like, just forget it and just enjoy and do what you love and forget about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's actually interesting because I think some people, we get so caught up in the other things we forget. That's like the baseline. Like you got to first love what you're doing yeah. right you yeah know? yeah just love what you're doing just love you get to dance you love to dance get that dance <laughs> every day you love to sing sing every day people call me up ellie can you teach me how to do this i'm like listen like I, so many of my friends ask me can i teach their kids what can how can i show them i said can they play two notes and feel two notes like just play two notes over and over again and just feel it just like mm. Mm-hmm. Just experience open G. Just like experience what it means to just sit there with the chord and just go like, just sit. If you can like sit and listen to that and feel it, yeah, and then you're like, okay. <laughs> just sit in that. Now, obviously, you learn songs, but I find the people that learn tunes miss out on getting to know what the simple beauty of one chord is. Mm. Just like, just, just dance, just move. That's it. Like, you know, forget about learning how to be the perfect. Like, the, the perfect example is ballerinas. And you see how, uh, what's, is it baller, what, what are they called again? When they do the... When they do the when ballerinas dance, what's it called? No, I'm getting ballet. Ballet, okay. Let me see. Oh my God. <laughs> the ballet dancers, right? Yeah. 
you see how crazy they get and how it's like a crazy competition and they're usually they're very crazy people like they are, <laughs> they are because they're so focused on the perfection and they lost the 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 enjoy the the letting go and just feeling it you know what i'm saying so i try to i try to tell people to like learn how to feel learn how to get in touch with yourself in whatever expression you want to use versus like perfecting the craft you definitely have to perfect the craft of course of course of course of course of course not to not to uh, to go for that but also don't forget to like really enjoy learn how to feel something like listen stop listen feel the chord i don't know how i can teach people how to do that i, I really want to figure out how to teach people how to do that because people always ask me, I was like, I can't teach you that. And I really love to learn how to teach someone to feel something that they don't have access to feeling. Like, I wish I could find that. I don't know how to do it. And I would love to learn how I can take what I know deep in like my gut and deep in my soul and share it with like, Hey, do you feel this? It's like, I see 3d. And I'm like, people like see black and white. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like there's an, I see like I, the way I describe it, it's like, I see the world as avatar in the movie and everyone's like, and I want to. Isn't that, isn't that what an artist does? Like what yes, you're describing yes, is literally yes, what an artist yes, yes, is. Yes, but they, but then I want them to, no, no, they can feel it from us, from us. And then they get, they tap into what we're doing, uh-huh. but I want them to be able to learn how to even do something simple that gives them some sort of experience. like sing, like come sing with me, you know, or right. like learn, like, do you feel that? Eh, not really. No, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know what you're talking about. And That's I'm really like, fun. I'm like, okay. Uh, um, but I want to learn to like, but learn, like teach me how to, and, and so many people, I'm like, right. they're very, they're very left brained about it. They're, yeah. They're like, like, no, I, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I'm like, uh, well, I, you know, I kind of, my entire body sh- shakes when I play this chord progression. Like, mm. like, do you, f- and I was like, I wish I could teach people how to engage with that. Maybe they can't. Maybe this is just what it is. I have this ability and other people don't. And that's, and that's why I'm an artist and they're not. And maybe, maybe. But I was always wishing to be able to like give that experience to people because it's so good. <laughs> it's well, so I good. Think, it's like a drug almost. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I, you know, I think that a lot of artists, I'm, I think I'm one of these people that thinks that like everyone is creative. Everyone has that in them. But I think, um, you know, we live in a world in which it's not fostered so much. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I have that belief too, uh, but I'm starting to like lose it a little bit. Right, okay. Yeah, because... Yeah, it's not so not so not simple. So, it's not so simple and it's not so clear and it's, I don't, and yeah. it might not be true and it just might not be true. It might be like... Mm-hmm. No, nope, people don't have these things developed. These are certain things that are developed when you're young or whatever, and they're just not developed and they're not going like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's asking someone to lift 400 pounds when they're five foot, when they're not, it's like, it's, it's not something that's, it's, it's not, it's like being born without a hand. I don't know. Like you ask them to play, like, I can't play. It's not, it's not something I have. There might be some, I wonder what neuroscience says about this. I don't know. Like what, like how is the brain developed? Like can they access it if they're trained or not i don't know i think maybe but, people should like this new L- this new shrooms like the, the whole lsd and sh- like microdosing thing like 
I think of people, I don't know, there's some, maybe they can try, maybe they can try that. <laughs> I feel like you're really trying to turn my podcast into like something else. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm like, let's talk about the pot. Let's talk about LSD. Let's, you know, I'm let's not, I'm not, it. I'm not for, I'm not for against anything. I'm really not. I'm not, I'm not for, I don't stand for oh, pot. Just... I don't stand for, I stand for doing what works, you know, <laughs> you know, if it doesn't work or it does, you know what I'm saying? Dude. First of all, I, I we're running out of time, but I want right. to just say, like, this is a fascinating question. You know what this means is that we have to have you on again so we can explore right these on. questions. Right on, Because this is like the beginning of another discussion, which is great. Yeah. And I think that it's one of the things that I struggle with. I know, I think religious artists struggle with all this stuff that you're describing. Like, how do we, like, can we get people to really, like, access that feeling part? You know, like, anyway, like, you see, I'm about to start again. But, like, the point being... I think it's such an important discussion, so I have to have you on again. That's the, yeah, I think before yeah. I go, I'll just say that yeah. the, there's a motif. People relate to a motif. It's like Leonard Cohen said, I have been blessed. I use the biblical motif because that is what the world used to relate to, but they no longer do. <laughs> but the Jews do. <laughs> <laughs> So use the motif as a launching uh, to launch and connect. I mean, that's I think that's what it is. It's just about the motif. Yeah. This is the motif, the grand motif. And you, uh, you use it uh, and people will connect uh, if, they, if they're looking for it. They will because it's where they come from. It's, what they, it's how they see the world. Secular people will not. People that are not... I, tied to identity as much as we are, unfortunately. <laughs> and fortunately, both. Um, yeah. Ellie, thank you so much for coming. My much pleasure. I love talking to you. You know that yeah. you're, you're like-minded and open-minded and your brains fall out when you're open-minded, but we love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful note to end on. <laughs> Good times, man. Absolutely. Right. Take it easy, brother. Thank you, you so it. much. You got it. Thank you for listening to Hivria Cast. I'm Alad Harai. If you'd like to hear more and read more of our work, you can follow us by going to hivria.com or facebook.com slash mag. We've been recording at the Kalal Studios in New York City. And the music that you're hearing is Voice Lessons by Darshan. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you again. Kal, kal